Hi, Jody here. Before we start the show, I want to let you guys know about our Patreon page. We offer four different tiers. $1 a month, $3 a month, $5 a month, and $10 a month. At the $1 a month level, you get the show in its entirety, plus the little extra stuff we do after our tagline, commercial free every week. At the $3 level, you get everything at the $1 level, plus Sean's OK, OK, So commercial free every week. At the $5 level, you get everything at the three and one dollar levels. Plus, you get the Patreon only section of the show on video. So, if you're wondering what David and Sean look like, this is your opportunity, or me for that matter. And at the ten dollar a month level, you get everything at five, three, and one, plus the entire show on video. So, if you decide to sign up, we really, really appreciate it. Those of you that are current Patreon uh, subscribers, we appreciate you every, every day. And now, on with the show. That's up to you. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. What a deal my thoughts could tell. Just don't sue us. song yeah that was a big loss it was a big loss for me too i've been a huge gordon lightfoot fan for my whole life wow are you ready yeah <laughs> welcome to this week's edition of from the bunker with jody hamilton and david shocking David, you're now on camera. Smile at the camera. I don't. That's not my thing. That's not that's my not contract. Hi. Um. Uh, so um, you will hear you. Those of you that get the commercial version of this show have already heard this. But for Patreon listeners that don't necessarily know this, change has happened on uh, levels five and uh, uh, ten. Things have changed. Uh, five, sounds, sounds serious. Yes, level five. The five dollar a month level gets everything at three and one dollar levels. Sure. Um, plus, that's the one I'm subscribed to. There you go. Yeah. Plus, you get this this the part of the show that's only Patreon on video now. Okay. Every week, and then the ten dollar people get everything at those levels. Plus. The entire show on video. We call that the Grey Poupon level. Exactly. So if you want to know what everybody looks like. Now, right now I have our cameras kind of keeping us centered. And if that bothers people, let me know. Because then I won't do that from now on. Um, we're trying to keep out of each other's eye, si eye lines because of how this house is set up. And there's no way I can just, you know, mount things properly. So um, hopefully you guys will like it. The, uh, the sketches are still up there. I'm not taking anything down. Um, they're still up there. There's uh, 24 at the $5 level and 48 at the $10 level. So if you haven't seen any sketches yet, go. Get. Nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. And some comedy to Did enjoy. you know that Gordon Lightfoot was Canadian? Yes. I didn't know that, surprisingly enough. Really? He sounds Canadian. Eh? <laughs> no. <laughs> has that kind of Burton Cummings feel to it, to his voice and to their songwriting. I saw Guess Who, who I also loved. Oh, the, yeah, great. The, the Canadian Three Dog Night. Yeah, they were a great band. Um, I just saw a very an ad for Kenny Loggins. I guess he's playing up at Santa Barbara. God, I saw him in 1983. 
Is that a long time ago? It's a while ago. Yeah. It's like 40 years ago. Yes. Um, he's playing with a band called Yacht Rock. I believe it. I mean, so it's a cover band. Sure. It's just Yacht. I love that he's embracing embracing it. that aspect of, of his style of I grew up music. around so much Criss Cross and so much Steely Dan that I just, you know, I'm I'm out of that whole thing. I've had enough. We had to have dinner with Christopher Cross years ago. Lonnie and I I'm did. I'm sure he's a very nice guy. He was well, I don't lovely. know. He's a very, I'm sure he's a very talented songwriter. And he was lovely. Lo- lots of people. He was really sweet. We, we, it was a f- uh, my friend Jonathan and Lonnie and me and I think Jonathan's girlfriend and Mr. Cross and we all had dinner at Costa Vega and he was just the nice, as you would expect, but it was just nice to know it that was. Bob was Dylan. Let's not go crazy. Well, but still, he was very sweet. <laughs> you said Bob Dylan was really sweet. I'd be like, oh, that's great. Well, Bob you know, Dylan was really sweet. That would be nice. And surprising. Joan Baez sang with uh, one of the Justins in an airport. Did you see that? I did see that. That was cool. Yeah, it sure was. That was really I just really like cool. the fact that he seemed to understand her relevance. Because they're kids. Well, he's the also Justin's a, are kids. But he's a preacher, too. That Justin is the okay. preacher. Uh, so I have a feeling he's... They're both very on point in very different ways. Very smart. Very impressive. Uh, very, especially because they're so young. It's not just smart. They're, you know, you have to, if you're that young and you're in any kind of state house representative job, you're probably pretty sharp. But they comport themselves in a very sophisticated way. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean in terms of their communication skills. And it's not sophisticated like... Great Poupon champagne, <laughs> but it's a very, very high EQ functioning kind of yeah, they uh, are, and presentation. And and because the Republicans are stupid in Tennessee, apparently, they put these Made two gentlemen on the national stage. These guys are going to be in Congress. They just on can't a federal help themselves. They're going to they be can't. going for a one week abortion ban pretty soon. They can't. They just can't stop themselves. Well, I mean, it's like you, they smash their face in the back bumper of the car. We can talk about abortion right now. And they're um, continuing to run into the back of the car. Okay, so I, Idaho, we know a few a month or two ago, passed an abortion ruling that stated that if you took anybody out of the sta- a minor out of the state that wasn't your child to get an abortion across state lines, that you would be arrested for said trafficking of the young child to get health care. That's bad enough. Like a sister, a brother, an uncle, an aunt the couldn't take somebody. The California legislature should immediately, immediately pass a law that we will not cooperate or assist Washington in any Washington state's extra, doing that. I saw what Inslee was doing. We should be doing that. We would not assist. I believe governor's done that. Okay. I believe he has. Extradition I, yeah. from any state for any abortion-related crime. Yeah. I believe that Governor Newsom said that a long time ago, okay, like for good. Texas women and, you know, the base, there's 15 states now that have basically banned it. But there's a new law. <sighs> Is it a happy law or a sad law? No, not a happy law. According okay. to the Idaho Attorney General, a health care provider who gives any support. What state? Idaho. Okay. A health care provider who gives any support or aid to a person seeking an abortion outside of Idaho. So an adult person. That's what that, So that was the law that Washington's passing, saying no. Sorry, dude. Yeah, even in places where abortion remains legal, have broken Idaho law. In other words, under the attorney general's um, opinion, providing a woman with a referral, just a referral, for abortion care out of state, or even simply giving her information about the availability I'd of abortion, um, would violate the ban and could cost healthcare providers their licenses and livelihoods and possibly jail time. Um, ACLU obviously is suing to stop this law because that's against so many. Federal, federal laws, laws um, our state law, state sovereignty. Well, I mean that's okay. So, for instance, protection. I don't know if gambling is legal in Idaho. I don't think it is. I don't know, but say it's not. Don't they, they got it. nothing to bet on there? Well, but regardless, Boise state. Well, say Maybe say Gonzaga? that. No, but say that no. Say that you go to Las Vegas sure. and you gamble. 
but that's not Idaho law. So mm-hmm. how can I mean? Then you get into other things like where these are all po- these are also people that are posturing as well politically. And I think keep doing it because it's gonna really screw them over. Just keep going for it. Get get as extreme as you can because bye. That's a true statement. Mm-hmm. It is, and and um, the fact of the matter is, I mean, that's that's Handmaid's Tale kind of stuff. It literally is. I'm not kidding. Um, I've read one the first book. I haven't read the second one because she wrote a sequel. I think, is Idaho going to go to war with Canada? Good luck. Or Washington State. We don't have your back, by the way. No, we don't. Um, have fun, Canada. And it's just Canada could beat up Idaho, right? Oh yeah. Good. As nice as they are, they just do it nicely. Um, the thing with 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 these. You've never seen a, a hockey fight before. <laughs> They'd beat the Idaho. Uh, yeah, they would. And the the thing is, is it's like. Yeah, what what is legal in California may not be legal in Texas or may not be legal whatever it sure. may be. Whatever it may be. Marijuana. The 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 cannabis ingestion that mm-hmm. we can do here recreationally in the state of California, you can't do in every I state. I wish I could ingest cannabis. I I only eat a little bit of it to It just go gives to me sleep. a massive anxiety attack. I remember when I was a kid and people talk about being the paranoid when they smoke pot. It depends like, on the pot. I'd be, well, it was a different drug when I was a kid. Mm. You could smoke like a whole joint, go to the beach and catch it. It was almost like having a beer. Oh, yeah. Catch a nice buzz. Oh, yeah. Those days are over. Oh, they're way over. You need to know what kind of weed but you're I'd buying. Be, I'd be like, uh, dude, what are you paranoid about, man? Just relax. But then I realized you're 17. You don't have anything to be paranoid about. Get to be 30, 40 years old. Then it's like, oh. Well, that's, especially the weed that we got now. It's insanely the, no, strong that, that, now. That, 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 that almost is a Schedule One drug. My God. Some of it is. You really need to know what you're No, you take one hit and you're fucking blasted. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can't. I mean, and I'm an edible person. People have told me about it. Oh, no, it's way stronger than (laughs) when I was a kid. I've obviously smoked Um, enough pot to know that I hate it. But, yeah, I mean, the the problem with Idaho right now is they are losing OBGYNs every single day. Every single day. I think they're losing a lot of these states. Florida is having a bit of a brain drain in the health community mm-hmm. in terms of doctors across and nurses across the spectrum. And and I mean, healthcare there's, professionals, we'll call them. There's a clinic that that was basically just for helping people give birth. That was their purpose sure. in life. And unfortunately, some pregnancies you have to terminate the pregnancy for various reasons. It could be fetal problems. It could be the mother. I mean, all sorts of reasons like that you would they, need to terminate. They, they talk about, they, they wave this, this dead fish around of, you know, whatever you want to call it, a strong, this late term abortion thing. It's non-existent. Exactly. I mean, it only happens if there's a it's catastrophic yes. health situation for you, the baby or the mother. Nobody, if you're nine months, if you're eight and a half months along, you're not, you've seeking. already had your gender reveal party. Yeah. Your, your nursery is painted. You're yeah. ready to go. You've had, you've already accepted gifts at your baby shower. You, you can't, by, by baby shower law, can't not have this baby. Nobody's just decided, yeah, I changed my mind. Yeah, that's never an, that's never a... So yeah, kill this baby for me, please. Yeah, and, and, and the thing is, is, is there is a woman, I want to say in Texas, could have been Arkansas. Go for it, it's the same. Um, she was on her second pregnancy, I believe. She wanted this to go to oh, fruition. Yes. She ended up starting to have... Term, a, I believe, is the term. Yes. She wanted to have a, a living, breathing child. And um, she was, I think it's 16 weeks or something. And she started to bleed. So she went to the ER, and it was bad. And she had had a, a miscarriage. Her last pregnancy before the new Texas law went into effect. So went to the same hospital, the ER. The previous pregnancy that ended in a miscarriage, they gave her the proper DNC so that she could go home safely. 
Well, once she got to the same hospital where they had given her, I mean, get well cards and just, you know, welcome sure. to her and we'll take care of you. We can't do this. Um, you got to go home until you're dying. She almost died of sepsis. Yes. Was that the woman who testified before Congress recently? One of them, yeah. Got it. Well, Where I mean, Ted you know, Cruz like and, and Corning walked up. And you have to deal with a doctor and a lawyer in your hospital. And that's ridiculous. Well, I mean, the hospital's position is malpractice, being sued, being shut down. The AMA have, needs have, to come. Having their licensing taken from them. Mm -hmm. That's their biggest concern. No, I understand their concerns, but the AMA needs to start stepping up. No, the voters do. Well, that too, but the AMA needs yes. to go, no, this is against the Hippocratic Oath. You're letting, women are dying from ectopic pregnancies mm -hmm. because they can't get the, it terminated in time. Women are dying as we speak. I mean, it's so counterintuitive what they're doing, unless they, I, I, I don't really think that they, most of them believe it to the degree that they do. The politicians don't. The people in the street do because they've been brainwashed. But, you know, they, these, this is, they're running out of issues you can raise money on. They have two. They have abortion and guns. You know, and they're going to lose on guns, Guns too. are starting to turn against them, too. It is. Even Fox News viewers, thank you for firing Tucker. We'll talk about him in a minute. Um, Fox News viewers, 80% want reasonable gun safety laws. Yes. That's Fox viewers. And uh, uh, Fred Gutenberg, uh, that's his last name, correct? Mm -hmm. um, whose daughter was murdered in Florida. At the Parkland shooting? Uh-huh. Uh, he wrote a book, and part of his book, there's statistics on gun ownership in the United States. And we know there's over 400 million guns. They're owned by like 15% of the people. Less than 6% of them own two-thirds of the guns. Yep. 6% of the population of this country in owns 66% of the guns. In some, ways, in some ways, that's an encouraging stat because one person can't shoot 200 guns. True. So it means, okay, most of our citizenry is not armed to the teeth. 70% of us don't have guns. But one of the things that I've been saying for in years that I get, like, you know the, the trite expression, if you outlaw guns, if guns are outlawed, only outlaws have guns. And I, that's the dumbest. Well, it's so you can fit it on a bumper sticker, sure. dude. What do you mean? That's it's, it's it's that. Why do you think they're winning? Because they have slogans like that that seem to make sense. You know, guns don't kill people. People kill people. It's not, no bullets do. If you want to be technical yeah, about it's it, bullets. But for about the last 20 years, I've said this because I said, why are you scared of a law abiding citizen with a gun? Is you just want criminals have guns? Give a law abiding citizen a gun you greatly reduce their propensity to remain a law-abiding citizen. Exactly. And look what has been happening in the last months. The God, last couple shoot, weeks. Law-abiding citizen shoots somebody through the door. Law-abiding citizen shoots a woman turning around in his driveway. Law-abiding citizen two, shoots two, two cheerleaders because they get in the car by mistake. There was another law-abiding citizen thing recently. Um, uh, in Texas, the uh, law-abiding citizen was shooting his gun off. Because no, no, that guy wasn't a law-abiding citizen. That guy was actually, had, uh, had been something wrong. He'd been a in DUI and four-time illegal, whatever. But there was four of them before this guy in Texas, all law-abiding mm -hmm. citizens. So we've reached a critical mass of both outrage, thanks, Rupert, and gun ownership, where we are now just bursting at the seams. We're exploding. And exactly what I said is happening right now. Law-abiding citizens are starting to Oh, yeah, the kid was shot because of the basketball going in the yard. The, thank you. Mm -hmm. Shot his Whole family shot was shot. at the kid. Fragment hit the kid's head. He's fine. And, and his dad was shot because a basketball rolled into a guy's lawn. Yeah. Okay. Law-abiding citizen. So we are now at the stage where law-abiding citizens are now becoming murderers. Well, and that's it. Carlos Alas Rocky has been saying that too. He goes, you're a law-abiding citizen until you're not. Exactly. And that's what's happened. But now, now we've reached a critical mass where the dam is broken. Right. And this is going to be happening every day now because people are absolutely seething with rage because of wherever they're getting their news from. 
And I want to talk about Caitlin Collins and the, te- the CNN Trump yeah, CNN we're, town we're hall. Talk about that. That's bizarre. I know. I didn't know what her past was, by the uh, way. She's a Daily Caller. Yeah, past. she was a Daily Caller. Yeah. I thought she was just a straight news reporter. No. Um, with some ugly tweets in her past, by the way. Probably, ugly emails sure in her past. Um, so yeah, that's happening now. It is, and and the thing is, is is quote responsible gun owners, which is a small percentage of. Well, not a small. I mean, most, no, gun, most owners gun owners are, are, are decent are, people. But, I mean, when you've got 6% of gun owners collecting two-thirds of the guns of the 400 million guns yeah. that we have, 6% of the population of the country, not 6% of gun owners, 6% of the population. I actually, but the thing is, I would rather have 6%. Than 50%. Than 50% owning, you know, Multiple. 80% of the, 90% of the guns. True. I mean, 70% of us don't even have one gun. I have like a, a six shooter that's about fifty years old that my dad gave me twenty five years ago. Yeah, but it's not loaded, and you're, it's for art. I would imagine more so than no. I it's know. just a regular thirty eight Colt revolver. It's a Taurus. It's it's a Taurus, which is a Brazilian gun manufacturer. It's a you know. I remember the first time I took it to a gun range, I pulled the trigger and just went snap. I'm like, what's going on here? That wouldn't be great. No, I have and, it hidden away, obviously. Well, and the thing is, with to me, whenever anybody goes, oh, it's for protection. But it's locked away, and the bullets are in. Then it's not for protection because with somebody breaking into your home, you don't have time to unlock the safe, put bullets in your gun, and kill I said mean, person. Even the gun uh, people, and I would say whether it's the NRA or whoever the gun advocates are, do not debate the statistic that you are three times more likely to be harmed or killed by, by a your firearm in your home yeah. than you are to use it to protect yourself Absolutely. from an armed intruder. It's ridiculous. I mean, so but everybody thinks that they're exception to the rule, you know? Well, it's like, you know, oh, if we just had armed guards it's on it's school like campuses, what we do. Look to the left of you, look to the right of you. If if both those people are there next next semester, you won't be. You know what I mean? It's that kind of thing. It's like, well, it's, it's obviously not going to be me. Well, and, I know and, how to handle a gun. Well, and that's the, the thing. We were talking to some parents today um, about the trauma that kids, your daughter being one of them, I assume, have gone through with uh, shooter drills. Yes, we usually, um, I just missed duck and cover. I never had a duck and cover. I drill. did because I lived here. Okay. Um, because here, uh, until the Vietnam War ended in 75, we were a target because we're that close. Nothing like a rickety wooden desk protecting you from a thermonuclear blast. We had one basement on our it's campus. Five million degrees. Yeah, we had, we had a fallout shelter on campus. <laughs> Um, but it couldn't have housed the entire student body, now, and you couldn't get there and de- fast. Get under your desk. Yeah, that's that, what it was. That's the plan. Oh, no, and we'd have these drop drills is what we called them, were drop drills. And, like, it was every Friday, at the end of the month, every Friday, an air raid siren would go off in the city. Okay. And so wherever you were, it's, uh, during school, because uh, at home we didn't, you know. I mean, we had fire drills, and that was it. Oh, yeah, we had That's those. how we knew the school wasn't on fire. Exactly. Um, but But they would, wherever you were uh, on campus... If that air raid siren, it was usually the last Friday of the month, but it, we didn't know what time of day. <laughs> Wherever you were, drop. So say recess, drop, I'm outside. What? Did you have something called officer friendly when you were a kid? Does that even ring a bell? It does. Okay. It does. I didn't know if that was a national thing or a regional thing. Where the it, cop comes to your school yeah, and talks yeah, to oh, kids. Yeah, we, and yeah, yeah firefighters and, and yeah. You no, know, just cops and they ask you questions and he talks about being a good citizen and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and, I'm sure we did that. That sounds familiar. Okay. Um, not every year, but it sounds familiar. Okay. And we had firefighters, you know, cause that's fun to climb on. For what reason? Just to, you know, learn about firefighting. Okay. Learn, you know, this is your friend. Almost like a field trippy kind of thing. Kind of, but they would come to campus with a, you know, big, the fire big truck. truck. Yeah. And it'd be fun. Um, and not, again, not every year. What would that cost the taxpayers? 
Oh, it was a private school, so probably not a whole lot. I'm sure that the Cost school the paid for yes. that. Yeah, I'm sure the school paid for that. Um, but yeah, I mean... Yeah, the fire chief's kid got free tuition. There you go. Um, it's just very interesting that, that with the gun thing, I think that it is finally, finally... You know what I've said? It's, it's like... The kids are going to save us. Like, for sure, there's going to be three more school shootings this year. Oh, at least. They, but my point is, if, if they're going... If it's inevitable it's going to happen, they might as well be back-to-back. And at this point, we need three or four in a row, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, to really snap us out of this fever dream. Well, I mean, and we've had more mass shootings this year than days in the year. And that's well, four that's, people being shot. I would, I would love not killed, for just shot four our people president or more. to put on, you know, give an address to the nation and whiteboard it a little bit with the screen. January 1st, boom. January 2nd, boom. Name of the victims. I mean, really, a really compelling kind of, do they even still do, a, what do they call it? Fireside chats? No, no, no. The uh, computer, when, when you put on a demo. Uh, PowerPoint? Yeah, do they still do PowerPoint? I think people do. I think those I think are the more, dumbest thing in the world. I think it's more but, sophisticated now. But it's pretty much the do. same. But put together a deck of what's, what mass gun violence has looked like in this country and really say, okay, these are the number of people that are killed. These are the number of mass shootings. Mass shooting is just a shooting where three or more people are, are shot. Right. Um, not necessarily killed, shot. Just shot and not the perpetrator. These are the innocents that are shot. The perp can be shot too, but that person that doesn't, doesn't count. as part of the mass shooting. Right, okay, because that it. person perpetuated well started it basically um and we've had more than that more than the days of the year already that's insanity there's a woman i heard she called into tom hartman's show today and uh program excuse me and uh she's she's married to an australian national they live here in california and they were talking to his sister and she said well i'm not coming to visit the united states and they're like what are you talking about i don't get shot it's exactly what she said. I don't want to get shot. No, a lot of countries have travel. You know, we have travel warnings. You might not want to travel to Syria now or Yemen or Turkey. Yeah, right. You know, there are a lot of, there are at Ukraine, least a, a bad dozen idea countries right now. Yeah. That, that have travel warnings. Mm-hmm. That We're one of them. Come to the United States. We're one of them. Absolutely. You are at risk of X. Getting shot. Gun violence. Especially in certain states in the union. Certain states are more dangerous than others. It's, but we're all da- it's it, all dangerous. It's got to be, like I said, the fever has to break. So we have to reach a boiling point. I think we're close. I think so too. But you know what happens is the fever goes down when we don't have a shooting for a while. Unfortunately, I mean well, these are these are gross things to have to contemplate. We yeah. need more shootings, just like Nikki, as gross as Nikki Haley's most recent. Oh, with this g- gun in her hand. Did you see the photograph of no, her? No, I was talking about her talking about you. Well, he's probably going to die. Oh, that what? disgustingness. No, actually, Nikki, if he's eighty-two, he's probably not going to die because he made eighty-two years. Now, if you're going to talk about a person who's zero years old, is it likely for a man born in the United States to reach eighty-six? No. He's probably not going to make it 86. But once you've made it 82 years, you, and haven't, he's in good shape. you haven't got pancreatic cancer, you haven't got run over by a bus, you don't have diabetes, you don't have Alzheimer's, you're going to make it to 86. Yeah, he's in he's in excellent shape, too. And he was sharp as a tack at the White is House she, Correspondents' Dinner. What is she dinner. doing? Is she angling for... Stupidity Veep? award? Uh, Who's no. the Veep? Okay. Who's Trump's Veep? Well, people are thinking, what has, has happened? Oh, I have to do something. Sorry. It's still recording. It's I, still re- I Hi, forgive welcome, you. Welcome, welcome to the sausage. Um, what, what show number is this? I have no idea. I'm just going to put show and then hold the place right now and leave it at that. Uh, okay. Hi. Um, <laughs> so the, the, the names that have been bantied about are Marjorie Taylor Greene. That won't happen. Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake won't happen. Christy Nome. Christy Nome. Um, Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley. Uh, those are the women. Um, to me, he won't take Marjorie because she will take all of his thunder away because she's she's very good at grabbing headlines. Can you imagine how dangerous she would be with that much power? Oh my God, she's already dangerous. Yeah. Um, so he won't. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah, no kidding. He won't pick her because 
she will take away his thunder. She will. She's also going to be a drag. She, you know, she's not bringing anyone along that he doesn't already have. Exactly. Uh, Carrie Lake, same. And she's also pretty. Carrie Lake's photogenic, though. Yeah, but and that she's also- great on the stump, and she will say anything. True. But she could also take his thunder away. See, he wants somebody that I, he can control. But I also think that he thinks she could help him with Arizona. You know, mm-hmm. and that's an important thing. Arizona is an important state. It is, but I don't you, think she's going to help him. I don't think she can help anywhere, but I think. Because she has to, you know, resign from being the governor first. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder how you fake resign from being fake governor. <laughs> no, I, I, I would actually, if I had to guess, I would put her at plus 400. And I would make her my favorite. I would give her um, four to one odds. That that's the pick. I think that that she is somewhat more controllable than than I mean, others. Is he, is he going to go? Would he ever go with like a Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who's now a governor, or a, or at least Stefanik? Not that attractive, but a MAGA. doesn't help with New York. Uh, and, and Stefanik would tell you, you know, she's utterly shameless. She is. So she would tell the line. And she's not as pretty as Carrie Lake, so that doesn't take away from him. I mean, he wants somebody that's... No, no. He wants people... For, I disagree. He wants people from central casting. He always wants people from central yeah, casting. Yeah, but he wants to be able to control them. Look at Rex them. Tillerson and this guy here and the guy, Mad Dog Kelly. He wants people that look like they came from central casting for that job. Look like Hope Hicks. All the people he had around him were, not, you know, the guy who was his... Uh, Staff secretary, which, by the way, isn't like a secretary that, you know, takes to Chief of staff, you mean? No, he's staff secretary. Oh, okay, yeah. The guy, Rob, what's his name, who had beaten two wives before he oh, started yeah, yeah, that guy. Mix. Right, that guy. By the way, that staff secretary was a Rhodes Scholar. So it's not like a regular secretary job. Right. Not that being a secretary or an executive assistant isn't a perfectly fine and jo- job that requires capable people. It definitely does. But it doesn't require a Rhodes Scholar. No, it does not. Um, uh, no, I, I just think that, that he would, like an Elise Stefanik, is, he could control. It's He needs to be able to control like a Mike Pence. You don't think he could control Carrie Lake? She's a okay, little so wacky. Okay, that, so that's number one. Her or Christy Nome? Christy uh, my, Nome my I would pick before Carrie Lake. She's a little, she's a little less nutty, yeah. and she's very aggressive, and she'll say or do anything, and she's, and she's as attractive, hard, hard right as you can get. Yep, and she's attractive. Um, uh, that's that's who I think. And on that note, we will be right back after. Well, I'll, wait, I'll wait here. Okay, you wait there, and we'll be right back after this. So everybody on video is getting to see how this is, and and I'm going to move the, around this. I'm probably going to stop making the cameras move. Because it's it's annoying me. Okay. Um, I'm annoyed. So, um, Fonnie Willis said last week to <laughs> Katie, bar the door if you live in New York City. Isn't that what she said? Basically. Well, no. She said no. troubles are coming. She said troubles coming to Georgia because she's Georgia. Fonnie Willis. No, is no, Georgia. no. She was saying, oh, that's right. She, was, but who was she? Uh, who was the one that made the announcement that you need to? Uh, Increase your security. That's Fonnie Willis. She said to the people of Georgia. Oh, to Georgia. She's okay, planning got it. on indictments coming down July. No, not she's not. She says she's making the announcements, but wink, 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 wink. You, we're going to beef up security. We need to, we need to beef up security. They, what, what was the Fonnie Willis New York connection? Did she, did she reach out to someone in New York for some reason? I don't think she, so. Okay, I thought there was something that had something to do with New York. My bad. I think it was because it was during his indictment phase in. With Alvin Bragg, because that's still happening. Alvin Bragg's going to seem like a thousand years ago once Jack Smith shows up and Fonnie Willis shows up. Jack well, Smith Fonny, could be sooner. It's looking like Fonnie Willis is going for uh, what would be considered a RICO case. Um, oh, my God. Not just the RICO case. Did you hear yesterday they they talked about um, who uh, – what's her name? We got thrown in jail for a year. She got thrown in jail for wire fraud. Um I forget. It was no, it was in the last, and they, they, but they were comparing the case. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's and Jack Smith too. The no, wire fraud case no, is no, Jack but, Smith. But Donald Trump's the the fund, 
that oh, he yeah. was raising money for. Yeah, the Stop the Steal Fund. The Stop the Steal Fund. They were using it when he knew that it was a, for a fraudulent purpose. Right. Does That's Jack Smith. That, that's a slam dunk. Oh, yeah. And that's Jack Smith. He's going for that. Because he, he also has... Um, uh, and we'll get, Oh, Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth Holmes. There you go. Um, uh, she did. She knew it didn't work. She knew. Exactly. She definitely knew. Um, no, but no, no, no. The 11 um, years. Good. I'm glad. She's awful. Um, Jack Smith has, has um, asked for Abby Grossberg's tapes when she was recording people talking to He's Tucker talking Carlson. to Mark Meadows. He's talking to Mike Pence. He's at the top of the We don't food know about chain. Mark Meadows at this point. I heard that they were. We know Mike Met- that Mike Pence testified last week. He's talking to Pence. He's, he's at the highest echelon you could be at without getting Trump. That means, the, I got you surrounded. Come out with your hands up. Well, the thing is, is, is we know that Mike Pence testified because they saw him go into the court, into the grand jury area where they have them in New York. Um, or wherever it is, or DC. Um, we still don't know about Meadows. Nobody's witnessed him going into the grand jury. I think he's can, either a target or he's cooperating. Conspicuous by your silence. Uh, he's either a target. There's no way that he is going to jail for anybody. He's not going to do what Weisselberg's doing. This guy has Weisselberg's been, out. This guy has been crowing since for the last six months. I guarantee he's been telling everything. I'll tell you what. This is the same guy who got on his knees and begged John Boehner, literally crying. Boehner wrote this in his memoir, and Meadows never refuted it, begging him to forgive him for something intemperate, like he was going to go off with this other group, like a rebel group or something, and they squashed the rebellion, and he went in there crying and begging on his knees. This is not a guy with any spine. This is a guy who's right. going to tell Jack Smith or Merrick Garland, whoever's asking him, I don't care, go up to him on the street with a microphone. He'll start talking. And yeah, he's, he he's, knows every, between he's him watching and Pence, his ass. They know everything. Oh, they do. They do. And Mike Pence did testify... Twice, I think, last week. The wire fraud's going to murder him. Yeah, because that's that. Michael Cohen turned them onto that. They raised money from fifty different states, and knowing that they lied, knowing they were, it wasn't had just that they were, had reasonable enough information. They lied. You just can't say blah blah blah. I believe something else. Oh, no, no, no. It's not even just that. It's not that he knew that that was a lie. It's that none of that money went to lawsuits to look into the election. Well, that's that's part of it. But the first part of it is you're ra- you're raising money on on based on, on fraudulent. fraudulent a fraudulent claim yes. based on a fraudulent claim. Yes, absolutely. Um, and you're collecting it over state lines. Right. So, yeah, we uh, CNN is going He's to... Effed. Yes, and I'm here for I'm it. I'm here for it, yeah. Um, so, Donald, CNN is either trying to normalize or crush him. We don't know. Um, there's a town hall in New Hampshire happening next week on May 10th, I believe, on CNN. Caitlin Collins' entire reputation. Daily Callers, where she started working for Tucker. And the thing is, I would never have known that based on the way I've, based on the coverage I've watched her give over the last two years, she seemed like a completely straight down the line objective news reporter. I don't you, know. I you don't can make that face, but I mean, I've, I've never not, watched her, I'm, so I'm, I have I'm, no I'm, opinion oh, one way or the other. I watch it. I would, I would not have known. And I'm very, I'm fairly acute with that kind of stuff. Um, uh, Tom Hartman was positing today that either she's going to be the softball questioner and not ask him proper questions, or she's going to come out. Guns a-blazing and go, so... Um, or just come out with the truth and ask them the questions So why, why did you try to overturn the last election? That's a good question. If you had information from A, B, C, D, and E... Why did you try to do that, that on this January did, that 6th? This, that this didn't... That, these, that the election was lost and lost fairly. What equal amount of information did you have to refute that that would allow you to so actively engage in the actions you have to overturn the election and to appoint new 
Um, an AG. He wanted to appoint a new AG. He wanted no, to the, appoint um, um, the, uh, the electors in the right. states. Yeah, yeah. Why did you call Georgia up and ask them for 11,780 11, votes, which is literally one vote more than he needed? Because well, I was robbed. Uh, and and sign off on fake electors, as far as we know. Um, well, we'll see. She, know, I mean, if she's if she's ever on Twitter, and I'm sure she is. She she she's she's trending right now. Um, Donald met with a January sixth defendant who gave her um, a big hug. Shows the thrill of her life. She wants anybody that certified the election to be executed. Oh, that was her. I heard that quote. That Isn't was, it was she from? lovely? <clears throat> and he hugged her and said she was being treated very poorly. Very poorly. Um, uh, it was on Thursday last week. Um, it was right after Pence testified. Mickey Larson Olson is the lady's name. She's a QAnon person. Shocking. Uh, she considers Trump to be the real president. Well, then she should love what's happening. I, that's what I love is people think that he's the real president. But so Afghanistan, did he? Well, no, no, he didn't do Afghanistan. But what about? Okay, so all the infrastructure <laughs> he did Jordan, that. You watched Jordan Klepper? Yes. Great, she's great. Um, so she met Trump uh, at the Red Arrow Diner in Manchester, New Hampshire. She was one person that climbed the scaffolding and held on when police tried to remove her. She bragged on social media that it took six officers to <clears> remove her. She said that she refused to leave the platform and had absolutely no regrets about her actions. Her only regret that she wasn't stronger and that she couldn't hold on longer. They should have she, shot her with one of those darts they had a bear with that's roaming around. She said she told officers. They said she told officers they were going to have to shoot her to get her off the platform. You're lucky you didn't get shot. Wackadoo. Um, she was black, right? No, she's white lady. I'm kidding. Um, black person says she, she. You wouldn't have to finish the sentence. She said the. Punishment for treason is death per the Constitution. I believe every single person, every single person that stole a voice from our collective voice of we the people, of the people, for the people, by the people, deserves death and no less than that. She added she would like a front seat of Mike Pence being executed and that he should be the number one person on her list of those who committed treason. And then Trump gave her a big bear hug. How does Ron DeSantis declare his not his uh, <clears throat> candidacy? Um, unless the law changes, he has to resign as governor. Well, they just changed the law. Has he signed it into law? <laughs> He's going to, obviously. Well, I mean, you know what? I, I, I know that. But like, where, where is his opening? Because it seems like it's He's getting not gonna, smaller his, and smaller He's 32 and smaller. points behind Donald. And this whole thing has been, he's got a little war chest going. Not you really. Know, it just seems like you spend two years, you don't have to run against an incumbent, you don't have to run against Trump again, unless Trump runs again in, in 2028. Which he won't. I mean, you know, I didn't think he'd run in 2024. No, I didn't, he I didn't to, think he'd make it to 2020. Well, I mean, he needs to run because he wants to try to stay out of prison. But my but my point is, if he loses in 2024, right? That's only a year from now. Mm-hmm. He'll be 77 or 78. Is he still going to be running the same MAGA game he's running now yes. in 2025, 2026? Yes. So he's going to be, he's, he's freezing the GOP for t- a good 10 years. Oh, yeah. We should be making the most of it. I mean, we have been, but um, this is a bad Senate map for us now. But I think we can hang on to the Senate. I think. I think. I think Manchin's going to win. Can still going to win, and I think Tester's going to win in Montana. Um, and and those are the ones that are most at risk. Manchin's more at risk, I think, than John Tester. Um, well, because it's a slightly redder state. Slightly. I mean, we're talking about one pallet at the Panto paint chips. The thing is, is, is Pantone paint chips. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, it is a bad map for us, but there's a because of the abortion laws. That evens everything out. I mean, even races go 10%. The Wisconsin 
judicial race. That just Wisconsin fifty fifty stay. It was mm-hmm. a ten point win. Yeah. And she went so let, let him keep going. Yeah, keep going. Keep being <clears throat> stupid. Um, uh, but I'm just wondering how they, they, I mean, you know, obviously all these people would love for Trump to have it. I mean, they if, want him if Trump dropped dead from a stroke, they would be happy. Elected Republicans would be 10 times happier than of elected course. Democrats. Of course. They can't say that. I'd love to get the microphone in the room if, if Trump has some sort of health, you know, cataclysm. Right. But um, he's, he's going to hang on to this game as long as he can. So this is going on beyond 20. I used to think, okay, 2020, he's done. He's going to be a, a vilified figure of ignominy and he's going to be remembered and people are going to look back and they're going to be shamed. The people that support him and people are going to say, I didn't vote for that guy. And if you take a poll five years from now, only 25% of the people are, will, will say that they voted for Donald Trump. I was completely wrong and I'm not going to be wrong again. You know, I'm, I'm not. I'm going to say he's going to be here past 2024, 2025, 20. As long as he can make money, as long as he's got a voice, you know. And he's strengthening himself now. It's like we're we're adding like heat to this tornado or to this hurricane. Like it's spinning faster now with with the investigations. Like we're kind of doing him a favor, but we're doing him a favor in the in the primaries. You know, it's a, it'll be a pyrrhic victory for the Republicans. Um, but and everyone else is just sitting around. I think. But if you're a guy like Pence or you're a guy like. Um, DeSantis, you're, you know, you're just, you're just, you know, riding in second place, waiting for the guy to fall off his horse. He falls off the horse, then you can take the lead, or whatever the the sports metaphor is. But but I should have a better one. I apologize. But DeSantis is who Fox News and others were starting to groom to be the guy to beat Donald Trump. And <clears throat> I said this early on. I'm like, he's Scott Walker. He just like people forget. I, I can't tell you how many times I've said Scott Walker. People are like who? Exactly. Scott Walker was the He was the guy. wunderkind. He was going to be the guy. He and then stood up against the thing, against his recall. He won again, you know, and, and, uh, and he's took smarter on the, than took on, the labor, took on the labor unions. Oh, and, yeah. No, DeSantis is pretty smart. I mean, because he's so he's so grating, he's, so, he's got such an obnoxious personality. When did you see what he did? In, was it in Israel when he did that little bobblehead thing that he was doing? What about, was that about? It was about him running. It was just like, okay, hi. Did you see Howard Dean scream? <clears throat> this is sim- and there and Trump's going after him already. Oh no, I'm seeing ads about Ron DeSantis. Right. You know, and tried to take your social security. Voted three times, and he was in Congress. It's like, okay, dude, I get it. Right. Not that Trump wouldn't sign that into law in a New York minute. By the way, kids. Um, uh, okay, we talked about that. Trump's so, going to get Social Security. I don't think Trump is going to sign anything. Even even if it's a thousand bucks a month, Trump ain't saying no to that. I don't think he's ever paid into Social Security. You have to get a paycheck for that. Um, I guarantee whatever income he's made, he... He's gotten a paycheck. He, he's gotten some sort of... Yes, he's, gotten, he's been paid by his organization. Because you cannot whether get it, it unless it, you're paid in a paycheck. It's a W-2 or a W... Or, uh, 1099. 1099. I'm sure he's made income. That's the of, only way to get Social Security. Mm-hmm. If you get it just from capital gains or anything, you can't. No. You, it's just not a thing. It should be taxed, but it is not. Um, I think Santos may just have to wait. I don't and think he's going to ever be Disney. president. And that's the dumbest thing. What, do you think he's going to outsmart Bob Iger? No, Bob what? Iger is very smart. Yes, that's my point. He's not going to outsmart Bob Iger. Well, even if Bob Iger weren't the president of Disney again. Who is it from Georgia who said, oh, by the way, if you want to... Come on down. Come on down. Come on down. We could use the tourism. We got a big hunk of land for you. We could use the tourism. Thank you. Um, It's... I, I, you know... No, I mean, uh, the whole thing with Disney... Oh, yeah, the trans. We want to talk about that. 
We'll talk about that on the Patreon show. See, we're going to talk about things on Patreon that you free kids don't get to listen to. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, there's a strike that just happened here in this little town of ours and nationwide. Uh, the Writers Guild of... Hi, Fran. He just looked in the back door. Um, this is the first time the writer's strike has ever directly affected me. And right, really because you bummed. have a thing that's possible. Well, it's don't worry about it. It'll 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 happen. Don't worry no, about we, it. No, we have a showrunner now who can't do anything. For now. Yeah, but they're saying this could be weeks and, or probably months. It, for now. Like, I've spent years getting to the point. I know. This point. Well, here's some of the things that the WGA proposed. Uh, six to five and a half percent. For all minimums, basically a raise, a raise from six to five and a half percent on residuals. So the uh, AMPTP people, which are these, it's a group of people that represent networks and studios. That's what they are. It's not every network. It, it's basically any major network and all the major studios. So if you're doing something independently, don't worry about it. Your writers can write. It's not a big deal because that's if you're not a member of the AMPTP, this doesn't affect mm-hmm. you. But most 90% of the writers are affected by this. They offered back 4 to 3.5%. Okay, that's a reasonable counteroffer. It's mm-hmm. not great, but, you know, it's, you know. Uh, for features, streaming. Streamers uh, with a budget of $12 million or more receive full theatrical terms. <clears throat> Makes sense. Uh, including better initial compensation and residuals. I agree with that. They said made for uh, uh, that kind of streaming programs, 96 and a half minutes or longer with a budget of at least $40 million. So mm-hmm. that cuts off a ton of people. Sure. Because to me, a $12 million budget, they consider that a small budget. I don't. I've made movies for $100,000. Sure. Trust me. Um, this one I love. Require a second step if hired for a screenplay for less than 250% of the minimum. They rejected the proposal completely. They countered by offering meetings to educate creative executives and producers about screenwriters' free work concerns. So they're just saying, we'll have meetings about the fact that we're not paying you. Isn't that great? Nope, it's not. Uh, I don't like any of it. Weekly pay, 50% pay upon commencement. That makes sense. 50% of what you're about to be paid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the remaining to be paid out weekly over the writing period applies. Um, if the writer is paid less than 250% of minimum, writers above this threshold have the right to opt in to a weekly pay. It was just rejected. They won't even give them a counteroffer. I mean, a lot of the stuff, episodic television, I mean, there's there, the streaming is the main concern for the writers. In fact, my next door neighbor writes for Kimmel. He's not working today. Well, no, <clears throat> and well, all those guys, whether it's Kimmel or, or Stephen, Co- they're in the guild. Yeah, they're writers. Yeah, that's how they all started. Well, a they're writers, and two, I mean, they're they're a weekly, they're yeah, a no, daily you, you, show. Yeah, they can't, can't, they can't. I mean, the, it's Saturday Night Live. Uh, all your late night shows are affected at the moment. Maybe they'll start showing SNL from the seventies, and I wa- I'll watch one or two of them. Um, but they're affected immediately. Soap operas, depending on how much pad they have, are mm-hmm. affected within the next few weeks. Most of them. Uh, some are have banks, you know, months banked because they prepared for this before. Now, if you want to talk about a show that could be written by AI, those are shows that could be written by AI. Uh, um, nice. it, what was that noise? Uh, 
Well, some of them, what's funny with soap opera writing, first off, it's very difficult because there's, you have to explain things constantly and to make it sound like that's how people talk. And that, that's that, difficult that people, writing. That people speak in exposition? Yes, constantly. Well, since she woke up from the coma after finding out that her twin sister, long lost twin sister, that she thought died at and then birth. What they also do is like they, they have a storyline that they want to develop, but they don't want the audience to know what it's about. Then it's all very pronoun related and very vague. Sure. So it's still exposition, but it's vague. And that's not easy writing to do to also these poor actors have to sell it. I mean, that's the and, hardest and acting. in a day. Yes, less than a day. The hardest acting you will ever do is so James opera Franco, wasn't he in General Hospital for two weeks, like after he was very famous because he just wanted to do it? I think so. Do you remember that? What, was he going, wasn't he going to UCLA at the time too? Whatever it was, and I remember reading an article that they t- and they talked to a couple of the cast members, and they said he was great. He didn't. He, he wasn't here to mock us. He he was very. Professional. He wanted to learn. And uh, he it's hard work. T- he took it one hundred percent seriously, and it was a really cool experience. It's hard work. He's gone now, right? James Franco. Yes, he's been canceled. Uh, I, th- we'll I think see. I think even Seth Rogen said I'm, I can't work with this guy anymore. No, well, that's too bad. Well, I mean, he screwed up. Um, but I mean, it's, it's soap opera acting work is some of the hardest work an actor can do, especially if they can pull it off. What are you saying? If they can pull it off. <laughs> I couldn't pull it off. It's really, it's really, I mean, and there was this actor that was on All My Children years ago who when she was cast was just like, because oh. compared to, you know, your Susan Lucy's and your uh, your Michael Knight's and your uh, Josh Dumel's and I mean, I can name just on All My Children. No, there, there are people that have gone on to, there, uh, uh, did you watch Breaking Bad? No. Much bring better. You can tell me because it's in soap opera. No, I love soap operas. There's a character named Jane. I think it was a is it Jane that was a Jesse's girlfriend. Okay. And th- there's spoilers coming here, so if you haven't watched Breaking Bad, you're. you're I've watched Saul, luck. and that's it. Um, where she's about to break up, take her and Jesse. They made a lot of money. They're going to take the money. They're going right. to go away. It's going to, and they're also maybe going to. Sorry. That's all right. Screw over that's his uh, right. legally, uh-huh. Walt. And uh, he goes over there because he's got to find the money or something to give to something. And they're both, you know, they're doing heroin. And her father um, is an actor whose name I can't think of, has done everything, like showing up at her house, bringing her to meetings, doing everything to save this girl, knowing she's, you know, Jesse's renting the place next to her that they own. And so he's their tenant. And like, he is so in love with his daughter as a father Mm -hmm. and has done everything he can to save this girl's life. And Walt goes over there. And um, it turns out she, they're both passed out. They're both high as, from whatever it is. And he's looking for the thing, I think the, the drugs. Mm-hmm. And she starts to choke. Mm-hmm. And you could see she's laying on her back and she's coughing and stuff's coming out of her mouth. She's, she's throwing up. Mm-hmm. And all he has to do is turn, her over. is turn her on her side. And he, does, he just sits there and watches as she chokes to death on her own vomit from, mm-hmm. from ODing. And... Um, the guy who plays her father, mm-hmm. I'd never seen him before, except in one thing. I used to watch all my children when, when I was in college. Who did he college. play? Uh, there was Calliope and the other guy, the couple, the, the goofy, fun couple. They were really, really silly. She had the big blonde curly hair, and they were a couple, and they always were, they were like comic relief in the show, pretty much. Not thinking Opal, no. No. I can't think, I'll, I'll, I'll think of his name in a minute. And that's all I knew him at. It's this goofball on a soap opera. And he gave the, the most poignant, most heartbreaking performance, maybe in the entire show. And I was thinking, God, this guy's fucking brilliant, man. And then I realized, oh, that's right. He's an actor. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. And that was the job he got back then. And this is the job he did now. And he was absolutely astonishing 
And so you don't you forget how good, how talented some of these people are. And then you're like, oh, that's right. You and McGregor can sing our, your song better than Elton John can. Well, I mean, like, where, did, where does this talent come from? Well, I mean, it's funny because when um, Darren Chris was on my mom's special, and um, I only know him from playing Andrew Kanan. I didn't watch Glee. Oh, the killer of uh, G- uh, Versace. Yeah, and so we saw the whole miniseries on that. And so when when we saw Darren Chris walk in, I'm like, murderer. And another example, the guy that played Brando in the the offer. Mm-hmm. The, the guy, he's, oh, he was fantastic. He yeah. stole the show. He was like one of the, one of the McDreamy doctors on, mm-hmm. like one of the handsomey hunky doctors on Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, and that's all I knew from it. And all of a sudden, he's playing Brando, and he's like steals the entire series. Well, I mean, and when, by when, the way, the offer on Paramount. Oh, it's great. It's the maybe the best limited series I've ever seen. It's very good. It's, it's very fantastic, very good. entertaining from the first frame to the last. Very, very good. I promise you. Very good. Um, but no, I mean, when we saw Mr. Chris walk in and then he's singing, I'm like, and then everybody goes, "Yeah, he was on Glee." I said, "Oh, I don't watch the Glee." I don't watch either, but I'm sure you're. You're. I think that's why my my mom had him on because she was a Gleek. Andrew, what's his name? Uh, Darren Chris. Darren Chris. Because you're kind of Andrew Reynolds, who was in Girls, and mm-hmm. he played her gay friend. He was also, um, he's been in a bunch of stuff, but he had a thing where he was auditioning for a show and he was singing. And he was, he, he had a voice like, almost like Adam Lambert. I mean, it was like the most purest, most beautiful singing voice you'd ever imagine. It's like, oh, this goofball guy who's playing her, her goofy gay friend can sing like, you know, well, a Broadway I, lead. I was, I, I watched Law & Order SVU and have been for years. And one of the actors that was on the show for years, he played one of the DAs on the show, Barba. He played the DA. Okay. When they did a Sondheim tribute before Mr. Sondheim passed away um, a few years ago on the Zooms. He was hosting it and he sang like four songs. I'm like, well, he's a New York actor, so I'm not unsurprised that sure. he can sing. But it's like, he plays this straight-laced ADA. No, it's like Hugh Jackman playing Peter Allen. Yeah. The, the kind of most gay is the right word. He's happy. He just uh, what, What's the word when you're very, very flamboyant? There you go. And uh, fantastic. He was fantastic. No, I mean, it's it was it's funny, though. I mean, because like listening to Darren, I said, I, and by the way, he co-wrote the song that he sang with the Broadway star whose name is escaping me, that they sang. It was a duet, which was based on music, I believe, Sondheim music. But he wrote the lyrics for it on top okay. of it all. So it was like, go Darren Chris, yep. you know, like. And then I met him. I said, you're a murderer. He goes, yeah, it's just on the weekends. Yep. He's very sweet. Um so on, on that note, we are going to, yeah, it's, we're already 48 minutes in, dude. Dude. I have, I have other things to do. I have places to be. I don't People know to see, dogs to pet. Or feed. <laughs> or feed, or feed. That's a lot. Thank you for listening to From the Bunker. Can we have Gordon Lightfoot play us out this time? We can't afford it. We don't want to get sued. That's, oh, my God. We could get sued. That little clip I played. You're right. We could. We could. You may hear from the Gordon from Gordon's estate. We could. If you need help, get it. There is no shame in it. And uh, we'll talk at you guys later. Patreon kids, stay tuned.